0: Torres, spinning teacher, fiber dyer, and founder of SheepSpot, where we help you make more yarns you love with beautiful hand-dyed fiber and accessible and comprehensive online spinning instruction. These days, I can make just about any yarn I can imagine, but believe me, I was not a natural spinner. When I started spinning, I really struggled to make yarns I liked, let alone loved, But many skeins and hand-spun projects later, spinning now lets me express my creativity and quiet my mind, no matter how crazy the world around me gets. I created the Sheepspot Podcast to give you quick, actionable strategies that will help you level up your yarn making so that you can create yarns you love faster, more easily, and with less frustration. If you're an inquisitive hand spinner, you are in the right place, and I'm so glad you're here. Hello there, my darling sheepspotters. Welcome to episode 83 of the Sheepspot Podcast. I am so excited to tell you exactly how to make a deliberately thick and thin yarn. Thick and thin yarns are a wonderful way to get started with textured or art yarn techniques, but even if you are not one bit interested in art yarns, you should try making some of this yarn because it is super fun, A, and fun is important, and B, because you will learn so much. These yarns will teach you a ton about how twist works, and it will... they will also help you really learn to dial in your diameter. So I urge you to give them a try. In this episode, I'm going to explain how these yarns work, what fiber to use, and exactly how to make them step by step. But I thought it might be useful to have some visuals with this episode. So there is also a free video demo that accompanies this episode, which you will find in the post for this episode, in your activity feed in the flock. What is the flock, you ask? Why, it's Sheepspot's free online community for intrepid hand spinners, of course. You can find it at theflock.sheepspot.com. And when you're signed in, just uh, search for episode 83 in the search bar at the top of your home window, and you will find the video. So first off, what is a deliberately thick and thin yarn? So a thick and thin yarn is a singles yarn. You can ply it if you want it, want to, um, or you can leave it as a singles. And it's a singles yarn with evenly sized and regularly spaced slubs that alternate with thinner sections. They seem delicate because there's very little twist in the slubs themselves, but when they're spun well, they're actually very stable. Now, let me just explain the physics of this a little bit. These yarns work because twist always wants to go to the thinnest part of your yarn. The thin spots in your yarns are literally the points where the twist encounters the least resistance. So we can use this principle to, by alternating thick and thin sections. So we deliberately make a slub, then the twist jumps over the slub and it collects in the next thin section of the yarn. But you may be wondering if there's so little twist in the slubs, how do they stay together? Well, I'm glad you asked. The slubs stay together because they are the length of one staple of fiber. So picture this. You're spinning along a fairly fine singles, and you deliberately create a slub that's as long as the staple length. The twist grabs the ends of the staple that are nearest the orifice, and then it hops over the slub, and it grabs the other end of the staple. So the slubs stay in place because they are held in place by the twist at each end. So that's how these yarns work. Um, In terms of fiber preparation and selection, you're going to need some commercial comb top for this technique. It really relies on the fibers being aligned and the same length. So don't try this with roving. It won't work. Don't try this with hand comb top because it's not dense enough. Um, And start with wool if you've never done this before, because it's going to be the easiest fiber to start with. You also want the staple length in your commercial comb top to be as short as possible. So check your stash and see which comb top has the shortest staple and use that. You can certainly do this technique with longer stapled fibers, but The longer the slubs are, the harder they are to really manage and keep looking lovely and neat. So definitely start with shorter stapled fibers when you are learning this technique. So once you've found your short stapled commercially combed top, wool top, I want you to strip it down lengthwise into thumb width strips So you're dealing with less fiber in your fiber supply. And then once your fiber is ready, it's time to set up your wheel. So since your hands are going to be busy doing some new things, you'll likely want to start on a medium to large-ish whirl until you get a hang of the hand movements and the rhythm of this technique. Um, Because you don't want to accumulate too much twist in your thin sections. Once you're comfortable though, you may want to move to a smaller whirl. You'll need as well to set up your wheel for moderate take up. You want the yarn to move expeditiously onto the bobbin, but you really do not want to be fighting with your wheel to hold onto the fiber. I mean you never want to be fighting with your wheel to hold onto the fiber, but just Give yourself a break and maybe loosen up on your on your tension a little bit if you're a tension hound. So here's the technique. You're going to start by spinning just a regular old worsted singles for a yard or two. And you can do this using either a short forward draft or a short backward draft. And you're going to keep the twist in front of your hands. I like to just spin a regular plain old singles Um, at the beginning and the end of a textured yarn so that I can cast on and bind off with just some smooth, even yarn. So you're spinning along, you're spinning your worsted yarn, no twist between your hands. When you want to make a slub, you're going to slide your fingers a bit further back into the drafting triangle so that you're grabbing more fiber. So you're still pinching out the twist and you're just going to um, move back into your drafting triangle. Then you're going to do two things at once. You're going to rotate your drafting hand slightly, bringing the heel of your hand toward the orifice as though you want to separate the fiber from your, that you're holding from the rest of your fiber, fiber supply. And in fact, that's exactly what you want to do. So you're going to rotate your wrist a little bit. And then at the same time, You're going to draft backward as you would in short backward draft. And you should, at this point, see your fiber supply thin out. And that's going to show you where the end of that staple is. And that's exactly what you want. So don't panic when your fiber supply starts to thin out because you actually really need it to do that. So now you're going to bring your drafting hand back over the slub, you're going to smooth it, and you're going to press the air out of it. I like to do this fairly firmly because you may find that there are a few fibers that haven't quite gotten caught in that front twist. And by smoothing them back, you're, you'll just take them out of your slub, and then you'll draft them um, in the next section. Um, so, be a bit firm, and you'll that way you can keep your slub a little tidier. So everybody cue the confetti at this point. You've made your first slub, and now you're going to create a bit of space between that slub and the next one. How much space is up to you? I usually do three short forward um, or short backward drafts, and then I make my next slub, and I do it the exact same way. So sliding my fingers back a little bit further into my drafting triangle, twisting my my wrist so that the heel of my hand is going towards the orifice, drafting back at the same time until I see my fiber thin out, then I'm going to smooth back over the slope. And then you're going to insert however much space that you want. So... Let's talk a little bit about troubleshooting. This is a fairly straightforward yarn, but there are some things that can happen. So if you find that your slubs aren't holding together, either you're trying to make them too long or you need to move to a faster whirl so you get more twist in your thin sections. If you find that the front of your slub looks a little bit messy, you might want to add an extra treadle just before the slub just to build up a little bit more twist to pull um, the fibers that you want to be in the slub into the twist. Um, If you want to change the size of your slubs, if you want them bigger, you're going to slide your fingers further back into the drafting uh, triangle before you do your wrist twist. If you want them a little smaller, you're going to slide your fingers less far back into your drafting triangle. And if you find too much twist accumulating in your thin spots so that you're get, so that you're really getting a lot of pigtails and kinks there, just turn up your tension a little bit. So darlings, do not forget to check out the free video demo that goes with this episode. It's in the flock. And if you decide to give this yarn a try, I would love to see pictures. You can post them right in the flock. That is it for me this time. I really hope this episode has been useful. And I will be back next time with some thoughts about twist angle, including when to measure it, how to measure it, why you might want to measure it. And I'm also going to tell you where to find my absolute favorite twist angle gauge, which makes it really easy to check your twist um, angle, which makes it really easy to twist... (laughs) Which makes it really easy to check your twist angle. In the meantime, darling hand spinner, be well. I will see you next time. If you enjoy these podcasts and would like to work more closely with me, you should definitely check out the Sheep Spotter Society, my membership community for inquisitive spinners who want to spin with more confidence and joy while making yarns they absolutely love. As a Sheep Spotter Society member, you'll get access to our private online membership site where we go deep into a new spinning topic every single month with video lessons, monthly q as and virtual meetups. And you'll join a vibrant, caring, supportive community that's as passionate as you are about spinning fiber and creating with hand spun yarns you can sign up to get more information and receive a notification the next time membership opens at sheepspot.com slash tss that's sheepspot.com slash tss which stands for the Sheepspotters society i would love to have you join us